0: You are Hearing Voices. Comedy can offend. I think it's wonderful when it does. Lenny Bruce was an equal opportunity offender. From Hearing
1: Voices and NPR, this is Comedy with a Beat for April Fool. Every
2: commercial on TV is a prescription drug ad. I can't watch TV for four minutes without thinking I have five serious diseases. Like, do you ever wake up tired in the mornings? Oh my God, I have this. Write this down. Whatever it is, I have it. Half the time, you don't even know what the commercial is. There's people running through fields or flying kites or swimming in the ocean. Like, that is the greatest disease ever. How do you get that?
1: We'll dig the sadder vibes of Lenny Bruce.
3: Uh,
4: San Francisco, I got arrested for, uh... I'm not going to repeat the word because I want to
1: finish the gig here tonight. And swing it with Mingus, Charlie Mingus, and the impeccable Mr. Gene Shepard. And
5: all he wanted to do was to make people laugh. That's all he wanted out of this world was to make
1: people laugh. Comedy with a Beat, from Hearing Voices. You know, it's a funny thing. (laughs) From NPR, this is Hearing Voices, supported by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting and the National Endowment for the Arts. For April Fool's dear friends, we bring you comedy with a beat, and I'm your host, David Osmond, of the Firesign Theatre. Dear Friends. (laughs) Gee, Dear Friends, wow, that was a totally free-form radio show I did with the other three guys in the Firesign Theater way back in 1970. We were celebrating our new LP release, How Can You Be in Two Places at Once When You're Not Anywhere at All, which introduced at least two all-American archetypes to youthful boomers, Private Third Eye Nick Danger and L.A.'s famous TV pitchman Ralph Spoilsport. Well, Ralph and the Antelope Freeway, which was already in progress, went through their changes as we performed the record on stage over the years. And here we are. Phil Proctor as Ralph. Peter Bergman as Babe. With Phil Austin and me as Talking Road Signs. On stage in Washington, D.C., some 22 years after we first turned on the TV, like this.
6: Click! <laughs> I have to have this set entirely
1: struck, please. Who's next to this the Toyota set? Yeah, has just got to be struck, yesterday. please.
6: Well, wait a minute. We had the BMW. Thank next you. Are these the lights Japanese we're actually cars? going to use? put the spot, Japanese cars up front. These, up front. these the are the figure. lights.
1: All right. Well, they're better than yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Back Thanks it up, Toyota. very okay, much, well, okay? Right uh, is the camera loaded today? Someone's Al. Is loaded. the camera loaded today? Al, are you loaded today? <laughs> he's not loaded, Al. Good. Just wanted to make sure. All right. Stand
6: by. The boss ready? Is the yeah, boss ready? he's ready. Yes, he's I'm ready. almost ready.
1: All right. All right. Let's uh, clear the set, please. Can we bring the BMWs just a little bit yeah, closer? Yeah. This, is, uh, this is one of those Virginia, Maryland, uh, you know, outside the beltway kind of spots here. Okay. Just pull them in. Pull them in. Very nice. Very nice. Good. Thank you. All right. we all ready? Frame feet, please. That Focus. All right. Run the camera, please. That's it. And speed. Thank you very much, Pedro. Here we go. Stand by.
6: (laughs) And this will be take one, Washington Spot. Rolling. Speed. Hiya, friends. Ralph Sportsport Motors. (laughs) Sportsport Motors. The world's largest used, nude, and nude, lewd automobile dealership. Ralph Sportsport Motors here in the city of (laughs) emphysema. Let's just take a look at the extras on this totally used automobile. Wire wheel spoke fenders, two-way sneeze-through wind vent, star-studded mud guards, sponge-coated edible steering column, chrome fender dents, and factory air-conditioned air from our fully factory-equipped factory. It's a beautiful car, friends, with doors to match. Precious Blacklist says that this car was carjacked, but for you, friends... The complete price, only $25,500 in easy monthly payments of $25 a week, twice a week, and never on Sunday. So come on down. here it, Ralph. Hey, I'm hey. down, oh. Ralph. I'm <laughs> down. Well, hey, there, say Boyle. Say save the pill. Oh. How are you there, Boyle? Hey, listen, I'll take it. You will? Oh, that's fine. Well, what's your story? Oh, what can we do you for? Well,
7: the DEA auctioned off my 10-speed. Oh, really? And, yeah. And I see. the
6: spotted owls are living in my apartment. Oh, my goodness. And nice uh, I need a car I can sleep in. Oh, no problemo. We got just the house on wheels for you. Come on up here, take a look at it. Here, Pedro, get out of the way for that. <laughs> look at this, will you? Well, well, you're going to have to squat. We have the seat removed. Uh, uh. This, my friend, is a 72 High Noble Winnebago simulator. Whoa. A high noble mobile. That's right. Ooh. It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful machine. Don't you see it? And, and it's been completely rebondoed with what's left of your mind in mind. Oh, now look here. Here, for instance, is a uh, a climate control with a Nick Danger ozone indicator right there. Oh, uh, it's not working. Then there's no danger. Oh. You got Hi-Fi, you got Lo-Fi, you got Hi-8, you got Low-8, you got Stereo, oh, oh, you got Mono. Hey, I had Mono in high school. Well, you got it again. (coughs) You got everything that you'll need for a hands-on high-reg ride down that super data highway. Hey, you take credit, Ralph? I take credit for everything. (laughs) Just slip your car into ignition and happy motoring back on the freeway, which is already in progress. (laughs) <laughs>
7: wow, Ralphie Spoilsport really sold me some car. Look at this beauty! It's got everything: lights, fuzzbuster, comb and condom dispenser, my tie holder. What's this? Uh-oh! Oh, it's an airbag. Look, Audi transmission. Just throw it in park, and away we go. Hey, I'm gonna take this little baby for a spin on the freeway. Well, how can you be in two places at once when you're not anywhere at all? Wrong way! Whoa, whoa! Anderson Freeway. Okay, here we go merging buses ahead. Wow. (laughs) Look at those buses merge. That's sexy.
1: Antelope Freeway, US 10 and a shield. One alt. This
7: lane only.
6: Tudor Nightmare Estates. If you lived here, you'd be dead by
7: now. Oh, giant toad supermarket. Don't worry about the flies. We won't weigh them.
1: Adelope Freeway, right lane. Exit only one half mile.
7: This stretch of highway personally swept clean by Bob Packwood. Oh, Butterfuco's Mustang Ranch.
1: (laughs) Antelope Freeway, one quarter mile.
7: Oh, look at those bumper stickers. I love them. What does that say? I am an animal, I break for no one. What's that one? Ah, uh, my other car is up my nose. Metallo <laughs> Freeway, mile. What's that one? What's that one say? Are you codependent? I can rescue you. Whoa. Huh? Well, there's one. What's that? My child passed the metal detector at Belue High School. <laughs> Adelope Freeway, 116th Mile. Get off, get lucky, big Indian bingo burial mound. Uh, Rusty's Pennsylvania Black Lung Drive-In. Now playing Scent of Howard's End. Uh, What a stinker. Adelope Freeway, 116th Mile. Tipper Gore Historical Theme Park. Walk backwards through history and meet the devils. Oh. <laughs> motel. And look motel. through Freeway. Motel. One motel. Through motel. Oh, look. Motel. The only nice motel, motel in town. No motel. vacancy. I'm going to pull Vacancy. No vacancy. No vacancy. No vacancy. No vacancy. No vacancy.
6: No vacancy. Motel. motel. No vacancy. motel. No vacancy. motel.
7: Oh. You know, <laughs> simulated driving really takes it out of you. <laughs>
1: The Firesign Theater, recreating the Antelope Freeway, on stage in 1992, long before the dash-mounted talking GPS device was a gleam in the government's eye. This is Hearing Voices, and since we're just off the road on comedy with a beat, and we find ourselves at the only hip motel in town. Come on, lay back and listen in while some cool cats get their groove on. Now, I call it singing in the shower. That's when you're really at your swingin'est, you know? Like the original beat man, Mr. Jack Kerouac. In the evening, ain't we got fun?
8: Sweet little baby, ain't we got fun? Don't you know, everybody's happy? Everybody's going into the island Oh, somebody knows it Sue Evans Dedicated to Sue Evans Ain't we got fun The rich get richer And the poor get poorer Baby, ain't we got fun
1: Now here's another hipster, Marlon Brando's one-time roommate, Wally Cox, spontaneously igniting in the meaninglessness of the yodel. The same vain longing to sing in the acoustically irresistible tiled bath then strikes Peter Sellers while shaving, and Peter Bergman in the shower. So lay down your ears.
9: The wandering cowboy, beardy oardy oink. Riding down your average trail, Be oe dee Heard the north wind a-humming, Be oodle dee With a mournful full whale, Be dee oh He be de fabled, so but lonesome, Be oodle dee fell dee free tee When he heard he hit my horn. That he started in a humming, be oodledy yank. And that's how the yodel was born, this is how I bronk. Oh, so glad, oh, for all that I glad, bad, sorry, oh, daddy, oh. Raptaglabneyo. Hooray, hello, ah, bird and aye, ho, ah, ho, aye. And that's how the yodel was born. Flo, oh, ya, snavlo, flap,
10: you are the promised of springtime What makes the lonely winter seem long You are the breathless hush of evening that trembles On the brink of a lovely shore You are the angel glow That lights a star The dearest things I know Are what you are My happy arms will hold you, and someday I'll know that moment divine when all the things you are. are. The promised kiss of springtime That makes the love Yeah, Dad, how much longer are you going to be in that bathroom? Oh, blimey, you can't get a shaving piece in this house. Oh! Lonely winter
3: Oh!
7: for in the
3: yeah. mm.
8: Okay That's right near the end Yeah Okay we'll yeah. get you some
7: more <laughs> <skin now. Okay. laughs> oh, baby she's a dirty dog and she knows
2: Why is marijuana not legal? Why is marijuana not legal? It's a natural plant that grows in the dirt. You know what's not natural? 80-year-old dudes with That's not natural, but we got pills for that. We're dedicating all our medical resources to keeping the old guys erect, but we're putting people in jail for smoking something that grows in the dirt. You know, we have more prescription drugs now. Every commercial on TV is a prescription drug ad. I can't watch TV for four minutes without thinking I have five serious diseases. Like, do you ever wake up tired in the mornings? Oh my God, I have this. Write this down. Whatever it is I have is... Half the time, you don't even know what the commercial is. There's people running through fields or flying kites or swimming in the ocean. Like, that is the greatest disease ever. How do you get that? That disease comes with a hot chick and a puppy. The schools, now it's all about self-esteem in a school. Build the kid's self-esteem. Make them feel good about themselves. If everybody grows up with high self-esteem, who's going to dance in our strip clubs? What's going to happen to our porno industry? These women don't just grow on trees. It takes lots of drunk daddies missing a lot of dance recitals before you decide to... On the internet for 50 bucks, and if that disappears, where does that leave me on a Friday with my new high speed connection? being killed over the middle east terrorist masterminds masterminds sort of a lofty way to describe what these guys do don't you think they're not masterminds okay you take bomb right and you put in backpack then you get on the bus and you blow yourself up why do i have to blow myself up why don't i put uh, who's the mastermind here me or you Americans, let's face it, we've been a spoiled country for a long time. You know what the number one health risk in America is? Obesity. Obesity. They say we're in the middle of an obesity epidemic. An epidemic like it's polio. Like we'll be telling our grandkids about it one day. The great obesity epidemic of 2004. How'd you get through it, Grandpa? Oh, it was horrible, Johnny. There was cheesecake and pork chops everywhere. Nobody knows why we're getting fatter. Look at our lifestyles. I'll sit in a drive thru I'll sit there for. I'll sit there behind 15 other cars instead of getting up and making an eight-foot walk to the totally empty counter. Everything's mega meal super size. Want biggie fries with that? Want a jumbo fry? Want to go large? Want a biggie fry? Want a 30 burger for a nickel? Yeah, there's room in the bag. Take it. You want a 55-gallon drum of coke with that? It's only three more cents. Sometimes you got to suffer a little in your youth to motivate you to succeed later in life. You think if Bill Gates got laid in high school, do you think there'd be a Microsoft? Of course not. you got to spend a lot of time stuffed in your own locker with your underwear wedged up. Before you start thinking, I'm going to take over the
6: world with computers. You'll see, I'll show
2: them. We're in one of the richest countries in the world, and the the minimum wage is is lower now than it was 35 years ago. There are homeless people everywhere. This homeless guy asked me for money the other day. I was about to give it to him, and I thought, he's just going to use it on drugs or alcohol. And then I thought, that's what I'm going to use it on. Why am I judging this poor bastard? People love to judge homeless guys. Like, you get the money, he's just gonna waste it. He's gonna waste the money. Well, he lives in a box. What do you want him to do with it? Save it up and buy a wall unit. Take a little run to the store for a throw rug and a CD rack. He's homeless. I walked behind this guy the other day. A homeless guy I asked him for money. He looked right at the homeless guy He goes, "Why don't you go and get a job, you bum?" People always say that to homeless guys. Get a job like it's always that easy. This homeless guy was wearing his underwear outside his pants. I'm guessing his resume ain't all up to date. I'm predicting some problems during the interview process. I'm pretty sure even McDonald's has an underwear go inside the pants policy. Not that they enforce it very strictly, but technically, I'm sure it's on the books.
6: Is it iPhone working? <coughs> Welcome to Club Fire Sign! And now, first up, Beat Street Jack with Baghdad Bush Suit. <laughs> Whatever that means. Bombs Jack! Jack's back on the bully band.
11: Stand up a fat black mic stuck in my hands, so let's lay it down. Gone, gone, gone is that desert storm tan? That wimpy Eastern desert tan. That early 90s fashion style. Those camouflage panties on Ficky's secret cuties. Subteam Patriot Gun Club Get Up. Daddy's slick, duck blind sports utility upholstery. Yeah. The thrill is gone you gotta dress the kids right there's a tough new style a fashion storm coming down on the backs of our boys and girls so let them model a baggy bagdad bush suit in a superpower mix of oily black cut down pine brown deep deep deficit red and Golden CEO, green, you'll preen, you'll scheme, you'll gleam like a rocket's red stare. So, modern moms, suit them up for home front insecurity, dress your little chicks and chums for contingencies, collaterals, changes of regime in the baggy of Baghdad push suit get it on behind operation cloudy crystal ball one size fits all so get it right bring back the uniform the uniform opinion dress them up click here now go it alone click here now don't change your mind click here now this is Beat straight jack telling you if you're strong and wrong then you better redress for success so click here now ladies click here now yeah click here now
1: That's right. Just click here now. The curse of the 21st century. That was me, David Osmond, as Beat Street Jack, and the true stand-up was Greg Giraldo, backed up by the band Lazy Boy. Hip, you just gotta have that background music coming out of nowhere. That's what I call singing in the shower. It's the grooviest band, so you do it today. Hey, I'll be back, and you'll be there when Lenny Bruce gets busted, when we return to Hearing Voices, comedy with a beat.
12: Hearing Voices is supported by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people, and the National Endowment for the Arts, which believes a great nation deserves great art. From NPR, this is hearingvoices.com.
1: Welcome back to Hearing Voices. I'm David Osman from the Firesign Theater. Now, as if the happy combination of yours truly vocal and uh, Steve Allen, the blues, weren't quite enough, here's the perfect combo for comedy with a beat. The storytelling magic of humorist Gene Shepard, coupled with the jazz mastery of bassist Charles Mingus and his associates, as they improvise most boppingly behind a nifty parable called... The Clown
5: Man, there was this clown And he was a real happy guy A real happy guy He had all these greens and all these yellows and all these oranges bubbling around inside of him. And he had just one thing he wanted in this world. He just wanted to make people laugh. That's all he wanted out of this world. He was a real happy guy. about this clown he used to raise a sweat every night out on that stage and just wouldn't stop that's how hard he worked he was trying to make people laugh used to have this cute little gimmick where he had a seal follow him up and down a stepladder blowing Columbia the gem of the ocean on a B-flat Sears Roebuck model 1322A plastic bugle a real cute act but they didn't laugh Ah, you know, a few little things here and there, but not really. And he was booking out in all these tank towns, playing the Rotary Club and the Kiwanis Club and the American Legion Hall. And he just wasn't making it. And he had all these wonderful things going on inside of him, all these greens and yellows and all these oranges. He's a real happy guy. And all he wanted to do was to make people laugh. That's all he wanted out of this world was to make people laugh. And then something began to grow. Something that just wasn't good began to grow inside of this guy. and something began to trouble this clown you know little things little things once in a while would happen it would make that crowd begin to move but they were never the right things like for example the time the seal got sick on the stage all over the stage the crowd just, just broke up you know? little things like that and they weren't supposed to be in the act and they weren't supposed to be funny Began to trouble him, began to bother him. This little thing began to grow inside. All those greens and all those oranges, all those yellows, they just weren't as bright as they used to be. And all he wanted to do was to make that crowd laugh. That's all he wanted to do. There was this one night in Dubuque when he was playing this Rotary Club. All these dentists and all these druggists, all these postmen sitting around. A real cold bunch Nothing was happening He was leaving the stage When he stumbled over his ladder And fell flat on his face Just flat on his face And he stands up He's got this bloody nose He looks out at the crowd And that crowd is just rolling on the floor He's just knocked them flat out This begins to trouble him even more And he begins to see something He begins to see something about here, things began to
3: change,
5: but really change, not the least of which our clown changed his act, bought himself a set of football pads, a yellow helmet with red stripes, hired a girl who dropped a five-pound sack of flour on his head every night from maybe 20 feet up, oh man, what a bit, that just broke him up every night, but not like the Buke. And all those colors, all those yellows, all those reds, all those oranges, a lot of gray in there now, a lot of blue. And all he wanted to do was to make this crowd laugh. That's all he wanted out of this world. They were laughing all
3: right. Not like
5: Dubuque, but they were laughing. And the dough started to come in. He was playing the big towns, Chicago, Detroit. And then it was Pittsburgh one night. Real fine town, Pittsburgh, you know.
3: About
5: three quarters way through his act, a rope broke. Down came the backdrop, right on the back of the neck. And he went flat. And something broke. This was it. It hurt way down deep inside. He tried to get up. He looked out at the audience, and you Man, you should have you should have seen that crowd. They was rolling in the aisles. This was bigger than Dubuque. This was
3: bigger than Dubuque.
5: He really had him going.
3: Well, this was it.
5: This was the last one.
3: This was the last one.
5: This was the last one He knew now Man, he really knew now Thought it was too late And all he wanted was to make this crowd laugh Well, they were laughing But now he knew was the end of the clown and you should have seen the bookings coming man his agent was on the phone for 24 hours the palladium MCA William Morris but it was too late he really knew now he really knew
1: William Morris sends regrets. Gene Shepard, backed by Charles Mingus and his jazz workshop in a classic of bop poetry, The Clown, from 1957. This is Comedy with the Beat on Hearing Voices, and I'm David Osmond. You know, one of my media heroes is Steve Allen, inventor of the talk show, composer of thousands of songs. Well, that's Steve playing one of his songs now. Steve gave some authentic hipsters access to all America in their prime time, including backing up Jack Kerouac and Lenny Bruce. Of Bruce, Steve Allen said, There are few comedians to whom I would apply the word genius but Lenny Bruce is one such. He was certainly a great deal more than just a successful nightclub comedian. He was, in fact, a comic philosopher.
4: So if you don't, as the, to use the idiom, dig, you're not aware, just that you haven't been in that certain area before, you know, you just won't know about it, you know, and will leave you cold. Now, my humor, I dig first recall. I like abstraction. I can't be ponderous. People say to me, how come you don't do all the bits in the records? Well, here's a classic I'll give you an example You're over at somebody's house, right? And then a guy comes in He goes, the funniest thing happened And he tells you a story And you just crack up Well, beautiful story, very funny Now you're having coffee Another guy comes over And he goes, hey, you want to hear what happened to me? Blah, blah, blah And they crack up Now a third neighbor comes in And already, why doesn't he stop everybody? That story? Already. One story happened about the fifth neighbor You really get drugged with him, man Tells the same story and You see, he's corrupt, man is that funny I could tell a story now Let's see, stop with that boring story already, man. I was going to tell a story, I'm going to in the other room, man. I'm not going to leave this story anymore. Yeah. So that's it. If you dig hearing the same thing, go by your neighbors, man. But uh, I can't. As soon as it becomes repetitive to me, I can't cook with it anymore, man. Now, another aspect of humor, which is really dumb cliché. 1951... I won the Godfrey Show and I did the Robert Q. Lewis thing. Bruce? Listen, I did
9: a lot listen, of television Sally about 1951. Okay. Tell me and who you brought with into you into tonight. The Where do you come from? Tom. Freeport.
5: Freeport, huh? Who'd you bring with you, Ms. Bruce? My I have to get right on. Your son. What's your son do?
9: He's
4: a comedian.
6: A comedian. What's his name?
4: Lenny Bruce.
6: Lenny Bruce. What's his professional background?
4: His professional background, well, when he came out of the Navy, he worked a lot of theaters and nightclubs throughout the coast. And more recently, he was at the Crossroads, nightclub in Washington, D.C. Oh, yes,
5: yes, yes, yes. What kind of comedy does he do?
9: Oh, impersonations, mimicry.
5: Oh, wonderful. And what's his name?
9: Lenny Bruce.
4: Lenny
5: Bruce. Let's bring him on. Thank you, Mrs. Bruce.
4: Good evening, everyone. It's great to see that television is coming in so strong in Wardle. You know, the action I get the biggest kick out of the impersonators. I love the when they come out and say, All right, George, I want you to stay off the north side. You stay off the south side. You stay off the west side. You stay off the north side and you stay off the east side. Glad there's no more sides. Or they go, Please, get out of here. I hate you. 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 And besides that, I don't like you. And then the feminine characters. A oh, rally. Rally, mother. Oh, kiss me, Gregory. Kiss me, Gregory. Oh, Gregory, how you can peck. <laughs> but you know, I don't know if you people realize it or not, but we're not the only country that have impersonators. While I was in the Navy, I spent about two and a half years overseas. And some of that time was spent in Bavaria. In the evenings, if we didn't have anything to do, it was a little Bavarian Vaudeville house. And the act that I got the biggest kick out of was the Bavarian mimic. <laughs> this is Frau with the music. Just came back from Hollywood, California, and made two pictures. Wonder-swein, wonder-swein. Das ist die Frage mit den Friesen-Poisonation. Das ist die Frage mit dem Gangster. Mit den Raugen-Cagney. <laughs> All right, Jaco, das ist die Frage mit den Fragen. Frage Fragen you right, die, Frage die
3: Frage.
4: Das ist die Frage mit den Fragen. Das ist die Frage mit den Schwieger. Das ist die Frage mit dem Lippensteg. Das ist der Flieger mit Monster man, mit alles Hollywooden. Das is der Mann mit dem Peter Lorre. Please, das ist Frau Gemeinschfriedenshaugen. Das, right? das, das, das ist die kluge mit den Haugen. Der Mann mit den Haugen, die Why? Nein, das ist der Frau mit Pyramids. Das ist der Flieger mit feminine mit alles Hollywooden. Das ist der Kluge mit Betty Davis.
9: Fill up, the letter. let Das ist Frau
4: Augefrauge! you're laughing. It's a raugumorgen, a fat lip. Das ist de Kliege mit Old Man mit alles Hollywooden. This is the man mit dem Kluge mit alles in Frauen Barry Fitzgerald. Ooh.
9: Das ist Kluge mit Friedenschmel. Oh, <laughs> schmüge,
4: This is Fogen, as long as he's Now, das is the man, mit Badman, mit Dallas Hollywooden. This is the Frügel mit the Schmiggi, Schmiggi, Schmiggi. This is the man Fraugel, Home from Bogart. All right, Rege, grab
5: the Schmöge.
4: singing and bouncing
9: Frankie Lane
1: Lenny Bruce changed his act, of course, away from surreal movie star impressions, to a full frontal challenge to the repressed racist American society he saw around him. And the 1950s sensibility did not dig him. In fact, they managed to shut him up and finally kill him with harassment and neglect. Here's that story, told by David Scover and Ronald Collins, authors of The Trials of Lenny Bruce. Let me tell you the truth. The truth is, what is?
0: Let's be honest. I mean, comedy can offend. I think it's wonderful when it does. Lenny Bruce was an equal opportunity offender. Conservative politics, liberal politics, religious establishments. As Lenny put it, you know, he was pissing on the velvet.
4: Respectability means under the covers. That's what it means.
13: He was
0: evoking scorn for America's moral proprieties. And when you offend people, when you offend their sense of normalcy, their sense of status quo, their sense of what is sacred, uh, the next thing you know, the law is knocking at your door. To
4: is a preposition, to is a preposition, come is a verb, to is a preposition, come is a verb, verb. to is a preposition, come is a verb, the verb intransitive, to come to come. Now, if anyone in this room of the world finds those two words decadent, obscene, immoral, amoral, asexual, the words to come really make you feel uncomfortable. If you think I'm rank for saying it to you,
13: you probably can't come." (laughs) Lenny came to the height of his career In 1957 through 1963, a period of tremendous
0: social and political conservatism. Lenny Bruce in the 60s was prosecuted for word crimes in San Francisco, Los Angeles, Chicago, New York. It's incredible. In America's four most sophisticated cities. I mean, in a comedy club, a man speaking his mind about sex, about politics, about religion, about language itself is hold off to jail. The bust.
4: San Francisco, I got arrested for... Uh, I'm not going to repeat the word because I want to finish the gig here tonight. It's a uh, ten-letter word. Uh, it's really chic. There's 2 full four-letter words and a preposition. I can't... Uh, I wish I could tell you the word. It's um, starts with the C. Well, you know what the word is. Now, get in the court, take the same bust, the judge, Aaron Alvormitz, a red-headed junkyard Jew, a real fabissoner, with thick fingers and a homemade glass eye. Tough right? He comes in, blah, blah. So, I swear that he didn't What he said Your honor He said blah 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 The judge He said blah 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 <laughs> Then the guy really Yented it up That's right <laughs> I, I didn't believe it There was a guy Up on the stage In front of women In a mixed audience Saying blah 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 The judge but This I never heard Blah 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 <laughs> so, Said blah 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 He said blah 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 I'm not going to lie to you It's in the minutes. I'm not going to lie to you Then I dug something They sort of like saying Blah 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 <laughs> Because they said it a few extra times.
13: I mean, one has to really think about the function of comedy here to understand why Lenny Bruce would be perceived as dangerous. Comedy is an enemy of the status quo. Comedy opens the mind and lets down the defenses in a way like no other human activity does. And you allow an idea to come in, an idea that you would otherwise not tolerate. Lenny understood that, and he was a genius at using comedy to slip ideas through about the dysfunctionalities of our sexual society, the PC attitudes of the liberals, the hypocrisies of the church.
4: Christ and Moses fly to New York, transcontinental, $88 to Chicago, $30. I said, What's playing in St. Pat's? Good double bill, Spellman and Sheen. Oh, Mr. Spellman, oh, Mr. Sheen. Okay, now, so they'd just stand on the back of St. Patrick's. And they'd listen, look around. Cardinal Spellman would be relating love and giving and forgiveness to the people, and Christ would be confused, because their route took them through Spanish Harlem. And they would wonder what 40 Puerto Ricans were doing living in one room. This guy had a ring on it was worth eight grand.
0: Lenny was busted at the Gate of Horn in Chicago for dissing the Pope. As I recall, one of the police officers arrested him told him and the owner of the club that if Lenny Bruce ever dissed the Pope again, they were going to shut the club down. As it turned out, the Gate of Horn was shut down, did close. This was a message that was being sent to club owners. You let the Lenny Bruce's of the world onto your stage and we'll shut you down.
13: That put an incredibly chilling effect on a club owner's belief that the First Amendment was served by putting Lenny Bruce up there. In the course of five years, Lenny Bruce was arrested nine times for obscenity. He was prosecuted six times. He was
0: convicted twice. Toward the end, you know, by 64, uh, the man has been broken. And it was pathetic. I mean, he used to come on stage and he would read trial transcripts, you know?
4: Find information filed on April 3rd, 1964, the defendants, Lenny Bruce and Howard L. Solomon, were charged in two separate counties. I mean, in
0: the court, he would do comedy bits. And, you know, in the comedy clubs, he would do court bits.
4: That's the grand jury, that was the first bust. That's when the cop did the act of the grand jury and he said it stunk and uh, I got busted.
13: Lenny Bruce sacrificed his
0: career his fortune, and his very life. When Lenny Bruce dies of an overdose in August of 1966, he, he, was, he was beaten.
13: Sigmund Freud in Civilizations and Its Discontents made the argument that a civilization needed taboos in order to survive. He saw the myths of society as civilizing forces,
0: Sure, but, uh, you know, let the censors worry about that. I don't want to, you know, that's not one line that I want to draw, and I don't think comedians should draw. I mean, let me put it there. There are too many people who are drawing those lines. There are too many people that say that any kind of speech that provokes us is like yelling fire in a theater.
13: If we never challenge our myths,
0: we never progress.
13: Lenny Bruce was the greatest debunker of American myth of anyone who ever appeared on the American comedy stage.
0: There was fire in the theater. Thank God he yelled it.
8: That's for sure More But he sure was funny And he sure told the truth And he knew what he was talking about Never robbed any churches Nor cut off any baby's head He just took the folks in high places And he shined light in their beds He's on some other shore He didn't want to live anymore Lenny Bruce was bad He was the brother that
1: Bob Dylan's back with the biggest surprise of all. He's learned to
7: sing. Sing real good and real high class. He's singing opera, that's right. It's Bob Dylan at the Met. Hear Bobby singing Oreos from Scorsese, Coppola, B-Day, all in barbarian and German. It's just like the 60s. You can't understand a word Bob is singing, and that's when he's at his best. It's a beautiful album with pictures of Bob wearing a turban, a cowboy hat, a yarmulke, and a crown of thorns. And who's that singing the love duet with him from Car Wash? Jim neighbors. So if you're a Dylan fan. And who was? Here's one record you won't have to take to church and smash with a hammer. Available at Crap's Last Tapes, the Cutout Circus, and all 93 Shoplifters Markets. It's Bob Dylan. At the Met.
1: Those were my partners in the Firesign Theater, Phil's Austin and Proctor, and Peter Bergman having a little fun with Bob Dylan. And before that, Dylan himself, on the death of Lenny Bruce, a neat segue from The Trials of Lenny Bruce with authors David Scovar and Ronald Collins. Their subtitle says it all, The Fall and Rise of an American Icon. We started hearing voices today with another icon of that era, Jack Kerouac, the crooner. The same Jack wrote this riff with composer David Amram, and it's called...
7: Hold oh, my daisy,
10: tip my cup. All my doors are open. Hop my heart for coconuts. All my eggs are broken. Hop my heart,
13: heart my life.
10: Serum's hope oh, is steady. Hit my angel, heart my life.
13: Lay it on the needy.
10: Hop my heart, heart my life.
1: You've been listening to Hearing Voices Comedy with a Beat, riffs, raps, scats, and coolness—the sweetest beats of comedy—with me, David Osmond from the Fire Sign Theater. So
12: long, cats. Hearing Voices is supported by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people, and the National Endowment for the Arts, which believes a great nation deserves great art. Our producers are Scott Carrier, Ann Heberman, Larry Massett, and Kara Oler. Our intern is Max Durham. Mix engineer is Robin Wise of SoundImagery.com. Executive producer is Barrett Golding. From NPR, National Public Radio, this is hearingvoices.com.